March 14th, day 11. Internal conflict, confession. When there is no enemy within, the enemies outside cannot hurt you. Winston S. Churchill. On June 16, 1858, more than a thousand delegates met in the Illinois State House for the Republican State Convention. At 5 p.m., they chose Abraham Lincoln as their candidate for the U.S. Senate, and three hours later, Lincoln delivered his address. Quote, a house divided against itself cannot stand. These were words that the people had heard before. They'd read them, they knew them, but they never quite felt them the way they did that day. These were Jesus' words, made real, made alive. It was a truth that they were living as the country hurtled towards war. And the war continues, an uncivil civil war that rages in each of us. It is the conflict between good and evil, right and wrong, the light and the darkness. And we know it well. We carry its scars, we bear its wounds, and every day it rages on. The voices in our heads that never quiet, the tugs on our souls that just won't quit, it is a conflict with the enemies within, with our baser urges and desires and yearnings. Divide and conquer, the Prowler's Playbook says. Divide the people, keep them riled up. Divide their strengths, divide their time, divide their spirits and goodwill. Divide them inside and out. And so we fight. We literally battle demons in the corners of our minds and in the deep recesses of our souls. There the lion circles. There the tempter tempts. And we try to resist, too often alone. It is a spiritual struggle. A fight between the flesh and the spirit between this world and the next, between who we've been and who we're supposed to be. It's like Paul says in Romans chapter 7, those things we want to do, we don't do. And those things we don't want to do, those are the very things that we do. From the inside, we know what he means. All throughout the Bible, we're told how to live. We're told what to do, how what we believe should change how we behave, how we need to control our words and thoughts and actions and attitudes but we also know how hard that is. And we're tempted to let ourselves off the hook by believing that God really only expects that sort of life from his all-stars, from his saints, especially when temptation seduction growls, especially when the gossip is just a little too juicy, especially when the deal is just a little too lucrative, especially when life is just a little too intoxicating. And try as hard as we may, we just can't stop ourselves. We can't control ourselves. We put up all of our defenses, but sometimes we just fall, divided and conquered. Consider the Great Wall of China. It was built 220 years before Christ as a protection against the northern barbarians. 20 feet high, 13 feet wide at the top, it stretched over hills and mountains and valleys for 13,171 miles. There was a guard tower about every 100 yards, but the wall failed and the nation crumbled. Why? It's quite simple. It failed because the guards could be bribed. It fell because no defense is stronger than the character of the person holding it, and defenses don't produce character. But discipline does. Worship does. Prayer does. Confession does. For as long as we draw breath and for as long as we wear this garment of flesh before being called to our eternal home, we will know the steady and unrelenting onslaught of the internal divide. But confession, being honest to God about who we are and who we aren't, yet rearms our spirit with truth. It reminds us that we don't fight alone. More, it reminds us who we're fighting with and who we're fighting for.
the very lever of our souls. It's confession. It's us tearing down the walls we've built that separate us from God, walls made of brick upon brick, sin upon sin. It's us calling out to God at the point of attack, owning and confessing our weakness and need. It's us inviting him into the struggle, fortifying our resistance and strengthening our resolve. 